Today on the Diz List, we count down the top five must-dos in Walt Disney World. Welcome to the Diz List. The podcast that ranks everything in Walt Disney World. I'm Nick. And I'm Rob. And today we count down the top five must-dos in Walt Disney World. But before we get to the list, if you haven't checked us out on social media, be sure to follow along on Twitter and Instagram at DizListPod. If you're enjoying the show, follow us and leave a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find out more about how to support us by visiting our podcast homepage, anchor.fm slash thedizlist. That's anchor.fm slash the hyphen diz hyphen list. Nick, did I hear that a special restaurant in Animal Kingdom reopened recently? Is this true? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's open yet, but it's coming back. So we talked about it last week. In last week's episode, we said that in Africa was one of my favorite lands, and part of that had to do with some Tusker House, you know, Tusker House being there. And Where talking. is this exactly? So I can't picture where. I have never been there. So, so. Do, you, do you remember where we when we were at the Dawa Bar? Yes. So it's basically right there. It's kind of tucked around the corner. Is the entrance sort of that covered area in between so you, there and yes. Lion King? Uh, so you walk through the Dawa Bar, and it's off to the right. Okay. Is usually where, where you end. They actually, I've, I've heard of people being brought to a different entrance, but that's and then you go in and it's got this um, for the lack of a better word it's like an atrium um, where they used to have the buffet set up now they had tables um, and then COVID hit it closed obviously when they reopened it was opened as family style and last week I said you know you're not going to see these in park buffets come back two things one that very day that we released the episode <laughs> they, Irony. they announced that, that Tusker House was coming back and two uh, it was brought up to us on Instagram by by a listener that, in fact, we forgot that Crystal Palace is a in park buffet. Um, and it I is said, again. I know for yes, a while they were yeah. doing the the pre prepared meals. They called them. Yeah. So it is again. Or no, it's not pre prepared. What do they yeah, call that? Yeah, family style. Family style. Yeah. So the family style, all you care to enjoy, is what they were doing. Then it's back to buffet. And I, I replied to the person, "Sorry, I forgot about." We forgot about Crystal Palace, and they replied back, yeah, easy to do. Kind of. <laughs> everybody did. Yeah, yeah everybody does. Yeah. But yeah, so Tusker House is going to be back to a buffet, and I am here for it. I love that place. So it's a character it experience, it too? Is. Yeah, it's um, Donald's experience, really. It's like it's, a, it's supposed to be centered around Donald. You have Donald uh, in his safari outfit. You've got Daisy, uh, Mickey, um so it's a it's a really good character experience um but the food even without the characters the food is worth it i would say that the one time i was there when it was a buffet now i've had it both both iterations when i had it as a buffet it was probably the best meal we had that time we had thought it would be when we went to brown derby but i've told you before how what a letdown that was um tusker house was phenomenal it allowed me to try so many different foods that had African flair to it. Um, you know, if you're not staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is out of the way, then you can still get that African spice. And when I say spice, I'm not talking about like heat spice necessarily, but 
just the very robust flavors that you would get over at Boma um, and that you get over in the, in the uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. But well, we got a little bit of that at, at Tiffin's, which is a, yeah, yeah. a, a really nice restaurant mm-hmm. in Animal Kingdom. So yeah. I know what, what you mean. It's kind of interesting if, if, if anyone listening is kind of a food person. I'm sort of a fringe food person. Nick's a little bit more into like spices and, and grilling and dressing and things like that. So I, I know what you mean when I, what I ordered, I ordered just, you know, tacos, which I thought was going to be, you know, kind of plain, but it was amazing. Yeah. Like I'd never tasted anything like it. So if you're a fan of trying to compare it to something, it's in the same vein as Cajun food or Mexican food, or it, it's not that. Or, would, or even Indian food, it's in that same I go, zone. I would go to, to Indian food before I went Mexican food. Um, as far as like to describe it, it's they're warming spices. Yeah, I, like I think of it as like fall has like these, and we're getting to fall right now, and and it has these spice flavors that that I think of also kind of go with Indian and African foods. A lot of like curries for me remind me of like fall and that's why I, I hmm. like this time of year i love to eat those things but um they're very good i mean the tusker house when when i ate the buffet there it was phenomenal and and little tip for people if you can pull it off get a re- get a breakfast reservation in the last half hour that they're serving breakfast oh you told me about this this so, is smart so we <laughs> listen we did, up folks we did a breakfast reservation a is cheaper and B, they you get the breakfast, and then they flip it over to lunch. So we got the best of both worlds. And if you think that I was like doing some kind of hack that like they were annoyed with, our waiter said, "Whatever you do, don't just eat breakfast and go. Hang around." And so they were not rushing us out. Like you go to uh, Ohana, they they rush, rush, yeah, rush. It was different. Um, it was different this last when, time. So like those things. Like that doesn't happen at Tusker House, and it's it's well priced. I mean, it's well priced for Disney, and I'm telling you, if you can pull it off and get the the last breakfast reservation, and hang around if you've got some time to burn, it is a phenomenal experience. So if you're a parent with younger or even pickier kids, mm-hmm. aren't even necessarily younger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to point anyone out specifically <laughs> at my house, but. Uh, if you um, if you're listening and you're thinking, eh, I don't know if my kids are going to be into that. They're not into the African food. I haven't been there, but my assumption is Disney is smart enough to also include in this buffet. Let me guess: mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, pizza. And it's all there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when we went, when it was a buffet, my daughter was certainly not adventurous. My son was less adventurous than he is now. He had started to kind of branch out a little bit. Um, but the breakfast foods are typical breakfast foods, and then they also have African-inspired breakfast uh, staples as well. But the, the food that I ate, both breakfast and lunch, when they flipped it over, was just phenomenal. And and honestly, it's the second best in park um, character interactions. I say second best because I still think Garden Grill, family-style breakfast. Now, it's not back yet. I'm sure they're going to announce that soon if they're if they're bringing back this buffet they've got to bring that back if you do a three four and five right now you get a list yeah i know right i mean but those the in park for in park experiences for with characters 
they are they take their time at the table they were they were really really good if my count is correct you have done four of those and in, I've done one the so, one you haven't done I think I did is so that right in park I've done Cinderella's royal table well well I guess out of park includes the yeah so in park in park I've done Cinderella's royal table oh. Tusker house so you have done five. I've done um, garden grill uh-huh what else in park would be a um, character meal that I've done? Those three, and then I know of two that you've done that are at the at the resort. Oh yeah, I've done other, but I, I thought you meant I've done five in park. Yeah, I've done others. Yes, yeah, so well, maybe I, six because so Ohana counts. So I've done Ohana breakfast, which is character. I've yep. done um, the Grand Floridian. Um, God, I always forget the name of it, but it was it was it's with Mary Poppins and the Mad Hatter and Alice. Oh, and I wasn't even the counting morning, that. The, bre- I didn't the breakfast, that breakfast buffet there that was really good. Um, you meet Tigger at the end. I was um, thinking the Snow White story, one. Storybook dining. Yeah. we've done um, the one. The one, pretty much the one I haven't done, is the one the I one, did. The one big hitter I haven't done is <laughs> Chef Mickey's. That's that the one ev- I've done. That everybody does. But yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. But I have not done that. Yeah, so. we have framed pictures of Chef Mickey's in our entryway, which I think yeah. you've probably seen before. I honestly think the one reason we haven't done it is because when we've stayed places like it's not convenient to where we've stayed because at the poly we did the character breakfast at ohana so like we weren't going to also do a character breakfast over at chef mickey's but the um, way we did it was we we sort of planned it and so that we went this is when we used to marathon days which mm -hmm. we'll talk about in some episode what the best way to do to do a park is that we did it in kind of early in the day so we we had it as breakfast but it was kind of our break Mm -hmm. so we rope dropped quick break we did that oh, yeah. rested over there right yeah uh you oh that's true i've never walked to it because my kids love riding the, the monorail yeah i mean i get that i i'm just saying you could easily jump out walk to it and then walk back yeah. um but yeah there those that particular character interaction at tusker house is great i'm really excited to see what else starts coming back now that you know we're, we're loosening up a little bit and we're entering you know, the pandemic's not over, but we're entering into the endemic uh, phase of this, and so... Or maybe something new. Yeah, I, I mean, there's no reason they couldn't. There's no reason they can't change some stuff from something that wasn't a buffet into a buffet. I, look, I'm not, in my regular life, I'm not a buffet person. I'm not a big fan of, like, going up and just piling on a whole bunch of food. <laughs> I but, grew up going to Ponderosa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I would... <laughs> Put all the food on my plate and then put ice cream on top of the food. Oh god! Because I could. Uh, so in my household, we had a name for Ponder- Ponderosa, and, sh- and we just added one letter to its name. It was Pondagrosa, <laughs> because like some of the stuff you would see there. Anyway, I guess they're not going to be buying an ad anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you know, I I'm excited to see what else is going to come back, um, because I think that they're going to start adding more. Uh, one thing, if if I were to be in charge and I could come up with something great that I think would really help a specific restaurant, that's called Space 220. Okay. I know Space 220 is owned by a different company, but let's say Epcot decides to bring back those old Mickey and Minnie space uniforms. Remember oh, those with the God, rainbows on them? Be... So, no, I love those. No, no. I, I'm not Wouldn't saying... that be cool? Yeah, I'm... That would be amazing. So imagine Space 220, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy, Pluto. They blast off. You see a little rocket on the screen. They come in the door. Well, they're going to have to do something because it's not getting good reviews. Well, I just solved their problem. Yeah. So 
Anyway, all right, we'll be right back with our top five must-dos at Walt Disney World. Welcome back. Today we're going to do a countdown of our top five must-dos at Walt Disney World. But before we do that, let's define for us what must-dos are. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's it, there are things that I must do. They're in, an integral part of my vacation. And they don't necessarily have to match up with yours. We're not telling you these are things you must do. These are things that we must do, that we feel we have to do before we leave Walt Disney World. And I sort of look at them a little bit like traditions. Some of them are. Some of them are not. Right. So my list, I mean, it kind of varies. Some of them are things we do as a family every single time, and some of them are, you should do this too. So, I mean, we'll sort of explain when we when we get yeah. to, to each and every one. Yeah, I mean, here, these but. are things that for, for me that I need to do. Um, some of them have to do with rides. Some of them have to do with, you know, experiences. Some of, it are, some of them are general, but they definitely are things that for my family and for me, I just... We really do. We, we must do it. If we don't do it, we don't feel like we vacationed properly that year. So um, I'll start first only because what you just said leads right into my first one here. Okay. Um, my number five is, I'll just get right to it and I'll explain why. My, my number five is, is a fireworks show. So a Disney trip doesn't seem like a Disney trip for me unless I'm there during the fireworks. And fireworks sort of have more of a key role to me and my family when we go to the parks because we look at fireworks as this thing at the end of the night where you can enjoy and it becomes this beautiful moment with sound that you can tear up or you can use it as an excuse that the lines are going to be shorter and you can go and slam out three different rides while everyone is watching the show. But... Back to my main point. So a must-do for me is to at least from somewhere, whether you're standing in front of the castle, whether you're standing in front of Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which we watched the fireworks from last trip, or best of all, if you're watching the fireworks from Splash Mountain. Fireworks for me, they are the best in the world that I have seen. I'm sure there's better somewhere, but my I'll say they're my favorite uh, fireworks show. Um, is this on your list, or how do you feel so, about so fireworks? It's, it's not on my list only because I, I guess I viewed, when I thought about fireworks, I, I viewed them differently. So you are saying, when you say fireworks, you're saying um, that anywhere in the park. And for me, when I thought of fireworks, I thought, do I have to see a fireworks show? And my answer to that is no. However, when you frame it the way you framed it, it is a must-do for us, but it's not one that I thought of only because I thought, well, are fireworks a must-do? And the answer is no, because I'm cool with being on a ride during the fireworks, or I'm cool with sitting on the beach at the Poly and watching the fireworks. Because we saw them day one, though. But I'm cool with, but I'm cool with doing that, is what I'm, what I'm saying. Okay. Is I'm cool with not seeing the actual show, especially the current one of Magic Kingdom, but, but I'm cool with not seeing the show. It's not a must-do for me. However, when you frame it the way that you did, which is to experience the fireworks in some way, shape, or form, I think that's different. And I and had I framed it that way in my mind, it probably would have made my list, but I didn't think of it that way. And I'll add on at the end to a brand new must-do for me is 
the new show Harmonious. Oh, yeah. At Epcot, which we've talked about in previous episodes, has gotten some bad press from some Disney fans. We completely disagree, and it's... You know what I've seen lately, though? I've seen a lot more everyday Joes like you and I and talking about their love for that show. And when I think back, it really was just the influencers, the people I like to call gatekeepers, the ones who like sure. don't like anything that Disney does. Like Those people were the ones that complained about it a little bit more. Um, so I do think it is getting the appropriate love now, now that people have really taken their time to truly experience it. Good. Yeah. What'd you have for number five? So my number five is something that is maybe it is it does cost money in a way but it's still something that's to me important and that is to get a photo pass picture at each park so um you have to have photo pass in order to do that uh, I, well i guess you don't technically have to you could buy them individually but but we we usually get memory maker and then we use the photo pass photographers at each park in a specific spot that is an icon for us so like we always get a picture on that bridge that overlooks France Pavilion, so you can see the Eiffel Tower in the background. It's got the, um, the the, we'll call it the River Seine there that they're trying to emulate. Sure. Um, so we've got that. We always get a picture there. We always get a picture out in front of Spaceship Earth, um, or if it's not Spaceship Earth, then it's out in front of the new fountain, which kind of backdrops uh, Spaceship Earth. Does it have a name? They just call it the Crystal Fountain. I honestly don't know. The Fountain of Worlds. Um, I don't know. Anybody, uh, anybody online, that's, go ahead. That's not real. I made that up. Yeah. Um, and then we always get one, obviously, with the castle, and usually either with the Tree of Life or um, we do that one that sometimes they have, like, different animals coming out of the tree. You know that? I don't even know where that, what that's called there, where they have the tree that's a completely fake tree. They tuck you up into it. I know that you got got a uh, picture there cause... oh the the tree that has the the big old foot coming off yeah of it? yeah yeah that one that's rouge. i don't know uh, it's in between africa and asia yeah so i, I didn't know which land to call that because it's not really it's right by it's, like it's right by the bridge that takes you over to the asian part of the yeah. park i think so so for us getting a picture in a very recognizable part of each park is super important for us and it's a must do uh, because it kind of marks our vacation when you have that for consecutive years you can watch your kids grow through those pictures you can see you change you can see you know different different the way the park changes you know if you were there before the makeover for the 50th on the on cinderella's castle you know you can see how the park has changed right um there may be our people who have the unlucky uh chance to get the picture with the birthday cake castle which (laughs) was like the most ridiculous looking thing ever uh, upstairs, uh, at, at, at my well, upstairs, at in, hanging in my home, I have uh, a photo in front of the castle every year we've gone. There's one year we didn't go to the Magic Kingdom, so we have like the Epcot picture in there, but that's that's part of our tradition too. But yeah. I I have kind of another twist on what you said that I will talk about later. Okay, cool. Um, I I will say also that. I debated whether or not I should put get a photo pass picture at each park or just put Memory Maker on there. And I think that I don't know that you need to get Memory Maker, but I do think it's important that you at least have a cast member or someone else. So when I said photo pass, it was more because 
then everybody's in the picture. You know, I grew up and I have lots of pictures of me, my brothers, not a lot of pictures with me, my brothers, my mom, and my dad. Like, just because one of the parents was always taking, was taking the picture. taking picture, right. And so now, like, this, that's one thing that Disney does very well is that they're, you know, you don't have to flag down some stranger and hope they don't run away with your phone. I mean, not that they would at Disney or they wouldn't have an old oh, Disney. Maybe yeah, now. Right, you never know. So that's my number five. What about your number four? My number four, I mentioned a little bit earlier, but for me, part of what's a must do when I am at Disney is at least once to ride the monorail. Now the monorail, it's not, you know, it's not going upside down in loops and it's, I mean, there's only one that does that at Disney, so you're okay. (laughs) Right. True. But for me, that's part of the Disney experience is getting to go on that monorail because there's really only one other place that I know of in the U.S. that has one, and that's Disneyland. Mm, no, nope, is there some wrong. other? There is. Oh no, it's uh, the airport in Texas. Right, keep going. There's a park in the Northeast. But there is an, one in an airport yeah, in Texas. Yeah, I know, but there's another one. Hershey Park. Hershey Park has a monorail. Yeah, I've never been to Hershey Park. It's an open. It's an open air monorail too. Weren't you there? I didn't go to the park a couple but, weeks but I ago. Was in, I was in Hershey, but I was not. At the what park. do you mean by open air? Describe. I mean it's like a train with. It's like cars with open. Sides? Open sides that you're oh. riding on. Mon- yeah. Wild. So Hershey Park has one. So the monorail is kind of a fun experience for us. If you can ride the monorail to and from Epcot, that's a nice short little trip. My favorite part about the monorail ride is when you're riding to Epcot and they do the big loop through Epcot. Agreed. And you can look around. I just love that part of it. That's my favorite part. That is my favorite part as well. Another fun activity that we like to do that my, my son kind of invented and we enjoy doing this is we'll, we'll gamble. We gamble before the monorail comes. What color you're getting? Correct. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. So we see who wins every time yeah. and uh, we, we kind of learned on our last trip, okay, this line has yeah. aqua and lime. Yeah. So we were both choosing, is it going to be aqua, is it going to be lime? And then I think, like, silver pulled up. And we're all like, no. So we, we turned it into a, a fun little game mm-hmm. with the monorail. Yeah. Um, our worst monorail experience was one night we got on the monorail, doors opened, we came in, and, like, somebody's drink had exploded. And there was so much soda on the floor are you talking about this year when you yeah yeah you know, oh, were was, you with me that yeah day? i was it was awful with the chips floating in the drinks yeah we couldn't sit down because oh, right. like the, there's soda on the seats so it was yeah. me and my son and you and your son yeah, and we bad. and it was late at night yeah, i ran it. into you we weren't together no saw each other got in and there was the drink explosion and it was bad no for real it was the drink the soda was so deep that the chips were floating and moving around, <laughs> it was disgusting. It was bad. Like, I felt like I was on a New York City subway. And and I say that with as somebody who loves New York City for, like, two days, and then it gets a little bit itchy on me. I'm like, ugh, what's, what's happening here? But it's a it good was, weekend trip. It, it was, that was the dirtiest I've ever seen any Disney transportation. Yeah, I don't want to end on a downer, though. Like, no. that's a funny story, but... I would say 95% of the time, the monorail is great, smells good, Mm -hmm. air-conditioned, and is clean. So my only thing that I would change about the monorail, I didn't know that I liked or I would have liked until last year when I rode the Skyliner. And that is that they really should do what the Skyliner does, where they announce different things. Like, now you're going over Caribbean Beach Resort. Right, so I want 
I would love for them to describe to me what we're seeing as we're driving. You know, it, it could be pre-recorded. It doesn't have to be the actual pilot, like, telling us. So I wish they did that. Um, I love the monorail. It's not a must-do for me uh, because, honestly, I don't if, – if I'm not going from – like, let's say I'm staying in an Epcot area resort and I'm not going um, over to one of the monorail loop resorts, I don't need to take it. Uh, it's not something I have to do. Um, but I get why some people would would feel that way. It's a great mode of transportation, and taking advantage of it is certainly something that you should do if you're in a convenient spot. I think it's another nostalgia one for me, too, from doing that for so many years. And Absolutely, yeah. That's really the only place I see it, and I realize it's other places, but to me, it's the only place I've ever really seen a monorail. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, uh, to be fair, like the, the one in Hershey is not. I mean, it's a monorail, but it's not that monorail. It doesn't go like that fast or anything like I that. I bet when you get on, there's Hershey bars floating in Coke. <laughs> Probably. Yep. So my number four is also about riding something, but it's actually about riding multiple things. And it is that I think we should, I think that I have to, I know that I have to, ride all the mountains. And so even after Splash gets renamed, still one of the mountains um and so i need to on my disney trip ride all the mountains and i include in that mountain everest unfortunately when i was there last everest was down for the day um we left uh, animal kingdom that day probably around four we had been there from rope drop you stayed around and everest opened back up yeah we rode it that day but it was it was not when I was there, and it led to really long lines, which also led to me being like, at 4 o'clock, I'm done. Like, I can't anymore. Um, but that particular thing of riding all the mountains, and it's a thing with my son and I, where, you know, our first year when we went, I can remember uh, we did Animal Kingdom as our half-day experience the first day. So we came in, uh, we, we got to the poly probably around 1 o'clock in the afternoon, took... Um, uh, I believe we took a minivan over. I don't think we took uh, Disney transportation just because we wanted to get over there quickly. And we went into Animal Kingdom and went straight to Everest and rode Everest. And my son, who is was at the time um, just barely big enough to ride these roller coasters, I thought, he's not going to like this. And he loved it. And that's where, like... <laughs> Good. Like that—that's my memory of of that ride, and then going from there and doing the other mountains, and seeing and hearing his reaction. He's a he's a a laugh rider where he'll laugh the whole time, but he also on space. I'll never forget this on Space Mountain. So it holds three people. I'm in the front. I can't well, actually no, was it? Either way, my son was in the middle of my wife and I. And he is screaming, get me off this ride, get me off this ride, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And he's, my, my wife is so scared that he is like trying, because you can't see anything, so she doesn't know. She thinks he's trying to climb out of this ride. So she's like got her hand up holding him and then feels her magic band start to unhook. And she's like holding on to him and holding on to her magic band and trying. And we got, and she was like worried. We, it ends. She's like, are you all, are you all right, buddy? Buddy, and he looks at her. He's like, can we do that again? <laughs> I. She was like this mixture of angry because she was so scared that he was 
like really really upset about this and like also like laughing at the same time that like that was his reaction and that's how he rides rides so it it was that memory will always be in my mind as as why I for me riding all the mountains is super important it's a nice little checklist that you can have yeah every time you visit yeah. too that's great yeah I, I I just love those rides and I love my son's reaction on them so so number three for me is one that <laughs> so funny we do this every single time I told you we do this every single time you took my advice and then we didn't do it our last trip. And that is, we always start off when we arrive at Disney, we go to Disney Springs. Yeah, what the heck, dude? We, I don't know. It, it, it just happened. We were so excited when we, when we arrived and we got to the Polynesian. We're like, we don't want to go over there. We just want to enjoy this. So we kind of broke our, our must-do tradition. Yeah. We ended up going over there, and it was fun. We had a great time. But uh, one of the things that we do is sort of a, a, a tradition, but it's also a must-do because once you get to Disney Springs, there's so many cool things to do over there. So many great restaurants, shops, and that shop there, the World of Disney, I don't know if it's the biggest in the world, but it's the probably one of, if not the biggest on property. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it's, I don't know, picture... I mean, I'm thinking I'm like sure. a Macy's or yeah. something. It's probably. I'm sure if they're listening to this podcast, they've been to World of Disney. Yeah, but sure. If, they, if you haven't, just think like Walmart for Disney. Sure. <laughs> it's it's that big. And we've been to quite a few restaurants over there too. And uh, anyone that's listened more than once knows that we have some food allergies in our family, and we've gone to quite a few different things. Nothing too crazy. A lot of the restaurants don't have options for people with food allergies but the restaurants we've been to there are fantastic there's a few other disney stores marvel store star wars store what's your so if that's your must do mm-hmm. i know you didn't do it this time but if your must do is is let's just call it shopping well no at we did it we just didn't do it okay, so at the shop, same time shopping at do. disney springs okay yeah. so my question for you would be what's your must do store outside of world, world of, of disney oh uh, okay there's two um, one is, and I don't think we really buy anything there, and I know that sounds like, well, well then why is it your go-to store? There's the a Disney I know store where you're yeah. um, that I can't even describe. It's, a, it's another Disney store, but it's kind of a stone's throw away northeast, and it's kind of on the way over if you're going to Rainforest Cafe, and they had the throwback merchandise. There's artwork in there. Uh, and I don't know exactly why it's a different store or it's what the of, purpose of it is. It's kind of a little bit bougier, right? Yeah. The one you're talking about? Yeah. I don't really think we've ever bought anything there, but it's all amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we always buy things at, at World of Disney and, you know, we'll buy, so like I always try to buy a mug every time and hat and ears, all kinds of stuff. But You said you have two, so there's that one. And yeah. The other one, the other one, I can't remember the name of this one either, but it's it's right next to the AMC Theater. Uniqlo? Is it Uniqlo? No, Uniqlo's cool, and they have, uh, we, uh, that's the store that we ran into, Tim Tracker, and they have so many different Disney shirts, which is great, but you can go to Uniqlo in Toronto or whatever else, but it's the store, it's kind of an, it's another different bougie Disney store. Yeah. 
and it's on the corner. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? I can't think of what it's the all, name all of the it clothing, is. All the clothing. It's all yeah, clothing, but it's right. really nice clothing. Yeah, really nice I clothing. Mean, Not really a lot of men's clothing either, but it's it's cool. And they have a teacup inside yep. where you can sit down. Yeah. I love, I, I, I don't know. I'm not always going to, like, buy a million things, but when I do shopping a lot of times, it's just fun to walk around yeah. and see stuff. Well, I, you know, you're shopping, not buying, yeah. which is different. Like, I'm a buyer, not a shopper when it comes to, like, most malls and stuff. When I go to places like Disney Springs or, like, I'm thinking, like, Broadway at the beach over in Myrtle Beach, that's more of a window shopping moment where I'm fine with walking around and looking at stuff because it's stores we don't necessarily have around here. For me, um, while shopping at Disney Springs isn't on my must-do list, if I go to Disney Springs, on my must-do list are a couple things over there. Like, um, I have to go to the pin trading sto- uh, store, or it's not, I guess it's a store, but it's almost like a kiosk, really. And then uh, we always go into the Christmas tree shop, or not Christmas tree shop, that's an actual store. But, you know, the Christmas store there yeah. that has all the decorations, because that's kind of our one of our traditions is getting a, a decoration for the year. Those two are always on there, and then... Um, being a big soccer guy, I always have to go to the Pele store. Um, oh, right. That's past the Marvel past the and Star, Star Wars stores. Yep, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Before you get yeah. to... Uh, it's right next to a right next to, to that cigar shop. So every time you go in there, it smells, <laughs> it's kind of smells like an old man's like office where yeah. you can smell cigars and leather and, and whatnot. Yep. Um, but it is... Uh, it, that Those are my must-dos over there. I love Disney Springs. I think it's a very good non-park day activity Uh, we did take your advice this time and went the first day i think it was a good choice but i do think that we could have done without going to disney springs at all and just spending some time you know on main street usa that day and going to the emporium because a lot of the same stuff is at the emporium i think that's what we ended up doing Um, actually i do like like i didn't know that i needed this in my life but the whole mobile checkout stuff is huge yeah it's great um it's you don't have to wait in those lines because those lines get long yep i i will say that i'm still waiting for the day that i can actually get a gideon's cookie over at disney springs and when i rent a car when i go down i'm not even going to bother going to disney springs i'm gonna go to the other gideon's because it's not a ridiculous like here's a number you are in line and you wait in a two-hour queue for a cookie take a number but like i really want a gideon's cookie i saw someone and i wish i had it handy right now some one of our friends on instagram rope dropped um disney springs <laughs> okay but went to, but but hear me out so they did disney springs as an open went in did all their shopping and stuff and we're back got gideon's got the whole thing like was they were able to go ahead and get their coffee and and stroll over to all the different parts that they wanted to see and it was they weren't shopping with a bunch of people they were back to the resort by like twelve thirty in the afternoon. Able to huh. go in the parks, perfect. Like that, I was like, "Wow, that's why have I never thought of this?" So yeah, that's not on my must do, but I have stores that are must do if I'm there. Let's put it that way. Um, my number three is again something that involves uh, financial outlay on your part, but I think it's important to. Like I always say to myself before I leave for Disney, I don't look at price tags at Disney. And I know that that's, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely lucky to be in a position where I can do that. And I'm not independently wealthy by any means or any stretch of the imagination, but I don't want to look at price tags at Disney, price tags of, of tickets for events or anything like that. So I believe that you should have at least one thing you splurge on every trip. 
And what I mean by that is it doesn't necessarily have to be an experience. It could be a meal. Um, for me, this this last time, we didn't really do our typical type of splurge thing, but we did do things like, you know, dining experiences that were, we did more, um, they're not signature, but they were, they were, we did do one signature dining, but like we did more things that were, that were, um, a little bit splurgy. Sure. You know? And anything table service can be that. Right. So for me, the, the splurge, like for instance, we've done, um, we, we purchased a, the boobash party last year. Um, in 2019, we did, I don't even remember what they call it because they don't really do it anymore, but it was a the, hard, de- the dessert fireworks thing. Well, I wasn't, that's one of them too, but the hard ticket event that we did at uh, uh, Toy Story Land where we got to go in two hours early and it was right. just Toy Story Land, but it also came with, uh, it also came with lunch, um, well, breakfast actually, but you could eat breakfast until they started serving lunch. Um, so that was a splurge. We did the dessert party before. Um, we've done different splurge type things, whether it be eating at Topolino's Terrace or whether it's um, Cinderella's Royal Table. Whatever for you is something that in your normal life you would look at that price tag and say, not doing it. Disney, even though it's expensive, if you can dismiss the price tag for that moment, they're not going to miss right? They hit, they don't miss the prices certainly do miss a lot of times, but, yeah. but the experience itself doesn't when we watched fireworks. Now, if you've been listening, you've probably heard us talk about this. I came to Disney in a totally different route. And part of why I'm addicted is probably because of the splurges of that first trip. You know, Rob had told me I can picture where we were standing in the hallway, in the yeah, hallway in yeah, front yeah, of uh, his, his classroom. And he said, you are not going once you're going to go multiple times. I said, no, not me. Man. Like to, because at the time I was the kind of traveler that said, if it's not cool enough for me to live there, it's not cool enough for me to visit. I'm doing this for my kids. And then I went and now I want to live there. So I guess maybe that's why. <laughs> um, but the, uh, so we did the, the fireworks dining package the the dessert dessert party and you know dessert party being what it is you know lots of sweets and stuff they did have some savory options but that's not really the best part of it is you get like this private seating area and we did the one on the lawn and my kids were like had six foot circles around both of them where no one was standing and you could watch happily ever after and enjoy it and not have to worry about my kid having to be on my shoulders, which I don't like doing because it's not fair to the people behind me. Or, or a woman in front of you opens up her umbrella and is standing directly in front of you. Yeah, and pokes, pokes your wife in the eye. That happened. Um, so, to me, a, a splurge is something... Disney vacations in and of itself are a splurge, but a splurge within the splurge. You know, like I said, a, a vacation or a uh, dessert party or a... Um, a, a dining experience you wouldn't normally do, or even, um, you know, one of those after hours ticketed events, hard ticketed events. Um, they really do provide to you a lot. Now, is it worth the money you're necessarily spending? Maybe not. But if you ignore the price tag, which I try to do when I go to Disney because everything's expensive. If you ignore it, 
they hit, they don't miss. And that's why for me, a splurge, at least one splurge on every, um, on every trip is important. Cause it'll be memorable too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my number two is, well, it's not the opposite, but it, it does have to do with, with the food. But so number two for me won't really make sense if you're a person listening that is going once. So what my number two is, it's, it's more of a, it's like a snack tradition. So we go every year and every year, um, this was kind of started by my wife because my wife loves caramel apples hmm. and she always wants to get a caramel apple at, uh, at, uh, Germany, yeah, Germany. Germany. Yeah. Yep. Caramel so Kucha, I think she'll do one. that every time. And my daughter gets one too. And this current time we went to France and she started a new tradition. So she still got the caramel apple. And what we're doing is we're adding on when we go to a certain place, we get this certain snack. And it's like this really cool tradition that we do every time. Yeah. So um, what do I, I'm trying to think of what the name of these. Uh, oh, it's a macaroon. That's what it is. Macaron. It's a macaron. Macaron. Macaroni and cheese. <laughs> it's it's macaron. Not, yeah. Well, I'm asking that, the, the guy who speaks French. I don't well, speak that's, any French. That's closer, yeah. Macaron? Yeah, it's not, macaroon is like one of those ones, almost like those uh, caramel delight cookies at the at the Girl Scouts sell. Macar- a macron. A macron. <laughs> Whatever it is. So it's MC like McDonald's? M- no, no M- I'm, I'm getting off the rails here. Yeah. But it was an ice cream sandwich yeah, version looked, of that. That looked amazing. And they loved it. Um, I don't know why I didn't, I didn't get one. I had a bite, and I, I thought it was fine, they, but they loved it. They went off and got it. We were doing something else, and I can't remember what it was, but they definitely walked off and did it. I think I think they ended up going twice and, and getting them two different times. But, I mean, we have a list of these different traditions that when we're in uh, Adventureland, we, we get a Dole Whip every single time. When we're kind of over by like that, uh, the carousel area, we get, uh, my son gets a Mickey bar. When we're in uh, Epcot, we get the caramel apple and the Macron ice cream sandwich thing. And so my must do is to start a tradition, something like that, a snack tradition. And every time you're there, it's something you can look forward to. So it's just a little thing doesn't cost a lot of money. It's a cheaper one. Yeah. That's why I said it's not the opposite of yours. Like yours no. is great too, but this is kind of a a cheap, easy, fun thing to look forward to. Hey, when we go to Epcot, make sure we got to do this or grab this snack or you know. So where is it that you have to get your turkey leg? I've never had the turkey leg. Yeah, don't. No, I yeah. haven't had yeah. it. I I do like food similar to that, beef jerky and whatnot, but like. <laughs> It's, you don't want to walk around with a five-pound turkey no, leg that's been brined and looks like ham and tastes like ham. I think the problem is it's too hot for that. Like yeah. I don't like I want something colder or something. I don't know. I'm not in the mood to eat something giant, warm, and salty when I'm I in hundred degree yeah, heat. I don't really get the fascination with the turkey leg. And we're not the only ones. Like you see those shirts with the, it's got the nine by nine grid and it says like I can't wait to try. Not you all the snacks or whatever it is. And like the, yeah. not you is always the turkey leg. Yes. Um, I, I think for me, those snack traditions are pretty cool because they also have memory. Like you will remember when it was that you first tried the, the ice cream sandwich or like the fact that, you know, it's your son that gets the ice cream bar or, mm-hmm. so I think those snack traditions are pretty cool. I, I don't, 
I don't eat a lot of those types of snacks myself personally. My kids do. I don't like. I'm not. I don't have a huge sweet tooth, so like I'm not eating those things. And I don't either. But it's the point for me is it's that tradition of doing that. Oh yeah, no, and I, knowing I get, that. Oh, we got to go to such and such and get this thing. Yeah, I mean, you're, so that's a must yeah, do your, for your, us. Your vacation's not complete unless you got to do those things, and yes. I totally get that. Yep. Um, I'm curious if you have a particular you individually have a particular snack because you just said you're not really a sweet tooth person like do you have a particular snack that you I think that you must do I think you on this last trip sold me on what my snack is now and it's my go-to snack now for every park but it wasn't before and that's popcorn mm-hmm. I'd never gotten popcorn at Disney oh my god so and good. they do I, a really good job with the popcorn I don't know I, about halfway through I was like, all right, I'm going to get popcorn. You know, Nick's always talking about popcorn. His kids are always eating it. I don't know, we were at Animal Kingdom or something. I just, it, uh, popcorn became the thing. Yeah. And, and I had it in my bag, easy to take out, just kind of snack on a little bit. And, you know, it, it's light. Yes, it's something a little bit, you know, more salty, savory, but like easy, portable, shoot it right in my bag and you know, fun to did eat. You so, get to, did you get to try the maple popcorn in Canada? No. You didn't? No. I only okay. had regular butter yeah. popcorn the whole time. Yeah. So the, they have maple popcorn in Canada that is, like, stupid good. And then there's also a popcorn cart that occasionally, I don't know if it's always got this, but occasionally has buffalo. Oh, I'd be into that. Yeah. Go Bills. And I, go Bills. And I think I know what you're talking about. They have, like, that um, that buffalo wing powder. Yeah, exactly. I've seen it before in stores, and mm-hmm. I think it's like Frank's Red Hot brand makes one, and uh, there's a couple other generic brands, yeah. but I'm glad we could work the bills into this episode, too. <laughs> Go Bills. Absolutely. Go Bills. Um, for me, number two is actually the opposite of tradition. Sure. And it's trying something new every trip, specifically as it relates to dining. We have talked, if you're listening, you know, and this is part of why this show works the way it does, is because we really do have a lot of things where we're completely opposites of. Um, I and my family are foodies, and we love to try new food. And we're cool with just grabbing a quick-service gluten-free burger and and hitting the road. Exactly. But, But the good thing is we both got to enjoy both ends of that, Mm -hmm. and you know, neither one is bad. It's, no. You know. I don't dislike the quick service food. I mean, I don't think Disney Parks does quick service really well outside of Satuli Canteen's pretty good. I think Disney Resorts uh, in Walt Disney World are much better. Captain Cook's is probably the, the one that pops to mind as being the best one on property for me. But anyway, trying a new, dis- uh, new dining option is always something we have to do. There, we have our must-dos. We have our, our go-tos. They're not necessarily must-do like, we have to do it every trip. Like, for me, Via Napoli is something that I would love to do every trip. But this year we ate um, at uh, Teppanetto instead. And so for, for me, that was our that was our Epcot table service meal. And that was fine. That was more than fine. It was really good. But Via Napoli is great pizza. Um, but I'm... So I have our, our fallbacks. But we have to try something new every time. So, like... Um, you know, being a DVC member, we've looked in in advance, like where we're going to be staying the next few years, you know, what points we will budget for. 
And, you know, like if we're staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, oh, we really want to try the dining options there. So those are new. You know, Sanaa is one we really want to try. If we're over at Bay Lake Tower, we really want to try Steakhouse 71. We haven't done that before. So we're looking, we're always looking at what's a new place we can do. Um, I would love to go back to some other places, but there's so many good options that I think I would be doing myself a disservice if we didn't try something new every time. So we can do, if we're there for eight days, or yeah, eight days, seven nights, and we do a table service seven times, I'm cool with six of them being repeats, but I want one new one. Well, when we did our planning for our trip, when our we sat down and sort of Nick and I and our, our wives and talked about what we wanted to do and where we wanted to go, Nick and his wife were discussing, okay, we want to do this restaurant and this restaurant and this restaurant, which is very different than the way we plan our trips. Because we, we would do like maybe one reservation for like Skipper Canteen, right? Mm-hmm. And then Nick was like, okay, we're going to do Teppanetto on this day. We're going to do Tiffin's on this day. And like, I kind of look at my wife and she's like, it's going to be expensive. But we both agree that we're glad that we did it and we're glad that we did something outside of our comfort zone and tried something new, exactly what you're saying, because one of the highlights, if not the highlight of the trip, was going to the Japanese hibachi and seeing how much our kids loved that experience. Mm-hmm. So if you hadn't have pushed us to do that, we wouldn't have had that. And it's it's great. And we appreciate it. And it almost, it kind of becomes a checklist for you, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. mean, we're not even close. But for you, it's like, okay, we've yeah. done this. We've done this. It's, it's almost like as a collector, you're collecting experiences. Yeah. So, I mean, we're not just foodies at Disney. We don't eat out just at Disney. And... And I cook a lot at home. I really do. My wife cooks a lot at home. I cook a lot at home. Um, We don't get a lot of, um, you know, we're not like fast food people. So we're not, you know, grabbing a quick bite home. And so as a result, because it's not like every day picking up something, really when you add up what some people spend each day going to McDonald's or going to Dunkin' to pick something up or going to, um, you know, Wendy's or maybe a Pizza Hut or going to the Chinese rest, local Chinese restaurant. Um, when you add that up, it it adds up to more than what you spend going to one of you know one table service restaurant. I contend that Disney done right, Disney dining done right, can be done in such a way that you can have table service and then your quick service plus snacks. And it costs you less than your di- than your dining plan did. Yeah. I've done I've done the math. I've done the math, and because we almost our first year, I was almost sold on getting the dining plan. We we're going to get the quick service dining plan, and that's what we were going to do. We we're just going to go that way. And I did the math, and I was like, if we average fifty dollars a head at table service restaurants, and then eat, because those I mean they give you big portions, and then eat snacks, not quick service, but like snacks. So popcorn or you know a mickey bar during the day or and i don't advocate buying these but the the egg the spring rolls those are so expensive but yeah yeah. but you know the if you do that it's cheaper than buying the quick service dining plan that used to be used to exist and i know that you were a dining plan person yeah we did it for a couple years and so so while i think yeah it's expensive when you you get sticker shock seven times instead of getting sticker shock 
one time, yep. but it ends up adding up to be less. And we, look, I'm not looking to spend other people's money, but I'm glad that you trusted us enough to, to try those things. For me, trying something new is so important, and I am so glad that we got to try Teppanetto together because yeah. our son's reaction, oh. and, and we are going to, my wife has the whole thing, literally the whole, not us eating, but the whole performance part. And so I know we've abandoned somewhat our YouTube, like we're not doing our podcast on YouTube, but I would like to do that, edit that video up, and maybe to have a little discussion about that specific dining option and sure. put that up there. And I'm telling you, I've not seen two kids that age like <laughs> react like that to somebody cooking. And you know what the cool thing is? Like my son kind of loved, he loves cooking. He has even said before he would like to become a chef. So to get to watch that, yeah. that's why I think chef tables experiences or open kitchens like they have at Trattoria Al Forno. And see, the reason I know that they have those things is because I've done them. And I think trying something new is so important when you have a place that has so many different dining options. You don't want to get caught into going to the same thing. And I, I get it, right? There's comfort in seeing a McDonald's sign and going to McDonald's. There's yeah. comfort in seeing uh, a Red Robin and going to Red Robin. You know, I'm going to get the, the bottomless fries and I'm going to get this burger that I always order at home. And even though I'm this many states away, I can still get it. But there's no growth if you're not uncomfortable. And so I kind of, I, I really believe in, in trying something new. So that's my number two is trying a new dining option. But we're up to your number one. Yeah. So I'm excited for this. My number one reflects your number five. Okay. Number one for me, the absolute must do for uh, our vacation is photo pass, but in a different way. And I no, think I know, you know what yeah, I'm getting I know at. exactly. Yeah. Nick <laughs> knows me very well and spent a week with us in Disney, so he knows exactly what I'm talking about. So our family, we have a very interesting sense of humor. And what we have done since we've been going to Disney is... We know exactly where on every ride that they take the ride photo. Mm -hmm. uh, let's use uh, Pirates, for example. When they take the photo on Pirates, it's kind of when you're going down mm -hmm. the, uh, the little waterfall yep. there, the little drop. The initial one, yeah. So usually, I don't know, my, my daughter likes to kind of spark the conversation of, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to do here? We got to do something funny on the ride. So I'm not going to go into every single one, but I'll give you some of the highlights of things we have done on rides before. The most recently, my wife brought along Uno cards. That was a good one. And we all held up Uno cards and, and pretended to play Uno. Um, we like to pretend we're all asleep. So I will put my head back and open my mouth and pretend I'm sleeping on Haunted Mansion it was one of the days it was raining, and I this had my was black. Epic. This was epic. <laughs> I had my black raincoat on, and it was just my daughter and I because I always ride Haunted Mansion with her. And I knew where the ride photo was, so I took my jacket, put it over me, so I looked like a black ghost. And she's sitting next to me, and when the ride photo came out, I think it was you who said to me, "You're like." Where are you in the picture? Why is it just your daughter right, in the picture? But then you messed with the contrast ratio. I did. And once you did that, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is epic. Because it's like his daughter, and then there's Rob. And like, you can just see like this rip. It looks like she's sitting next to this, trans this black, this, this transparent. Oh, yeah, it did. It did. Because I didn't think black, of it that way. The black, the black blend, disappears into, into the, the, the doom buggy. Right. And, and you. Because the contrast ratio wasn't, or it was really bad. Yeah. And then once you changed the contrast on it, it was like, whoa, that that's pretty epic. And 
another really kind of cool, interesting thing that happened on our trip is when we were at Animal Kingdom and we rode Everest, uh, my wife at one point, we were waiting in line, she was, you know, flipping through Facebook and she goes, oh my gosh, look at this. And she shows me that it was exactly one year ago that we were at Animal Kingdom, same day, rode Everest and our Everest picture was there. Cool. So she took last year's Everest picture put it next to that year's Everest picture and we had like last year, this year. And like you said earlier, you get to see kind of that growth and we do all kinds of goofy things in the pictures. So I I recall one of my favorite experiences this time was, do you remember when the ride photo didn't load for us? Oh, we, yes. So we had to go to guest we, re- did. we had to go to guest relations. We did at the front of the park, yeah. And we, we went on a mission. And that was for Splash. And you know, we had eight people on this trip, so you know, we took up significant parts of ride uh, ride vehicles. So we <laughs> went to the front and we went to guest relations and told them it's between this time and this time. They loaded this photo, that's not us, yeah. and they loaded this other photo, that's not us. I don't know if it must be something we're around it. And so they found it, and they were like, "Oh my goodness! Like, no wonder you wanted this. This is one of the most epic ride photos ever." Everybody was doing something different. Like each row picked yeah. something new. That was probably my favorite one. Um, I've ever I done. can't remember. Who who was in the back row, but they did the heart, like where they lean Oh, over. our wives. Oh, yeah. Was... Our wives did the heart in the back. Yeah. Um, you and your son, what were you doing? What were you guys doing? I I don't remember. I just remember, like, every row had different things that we were well, doing. Well, and... our daughters were in the first row, yeah. and they were both, like, hiding. They were both, yeah. like, ducking down. Yeah. Uh, I had my water bottle, and yeah. I was just like nonchalantly taking a drink yeah. as we're dropping. Yeah. On, on, uh, I, th- I think Nick's bringing it up now. Yeah, I'm gonna try to find it. And so we can... nonchalantly, like I'm just taking a little drink. My son's making the funniest face. He knows where the camera is, so he finds it and looks right at the camera yeah. and makes these like hilarious, goofy faces. It was and really a great. It was great. Uh, it, now I'm not a big fan of doing those, um, especially when it's just the four people in my family because I feel bad for the other people in the ride. Rob doesn't care. I do not care. Um, we are sc- <laughs> we're screwing up everybody's vacation picks. <laughs> um, yeah, it tells you everything you need to know about Rob. Uh, so anyway, um, it's not on here. I, don't, I can't find it. All right. So what I will say is this, that I feel like it's a lot of pressure sometimes, so I don't do it, and I don't want to screw up other people's pictures. But like when there was eight of us, most of the rides, it was just us, and so we had some good ones. We we pretended to sleep on <laughs> on rock and roller coaster. Um, uh, we did the rock paper scissors. That was oh, a, that was a good one too. That was on Frozen. Yeah, so we all did rock paper scissors at every row. That because we had the whole ride vehicle, but we didn't have the whole ride vehicle because there was the people behind us who there was a, this epic picture of this guy looking at us like, what the hell are these guys doing? <laughs> Here we are like playing rock paper scissors. We were like flat out playing and then holding it. For the picture, and he's looking at us like, "Look at these idiots! What are they doing?" Yeah, um, so you know, I do agree. It's pretty fun. Uh, so, my son and I were just doing some thumbs up. We found the picture. Yep. Uh, my daughter tried to duck, but clearly was having too much fun because she has her mouth agape, just like loving life. It is just a great picture, and and of course, Rob's son is just sitting there like a stoic young man, staring off into the distance contemplating life's uh, deeper thoughts uh, while, while Rob is also just taking a drink out of his water bottle 
Because, you know, we, you need more water when you're on Splash Mountain. <laughs> and, you're, and you're going, what's the drop? If it's 45 miles an hour <laughs> yeah, it's or pretty, Yeah, it's pretty fast. Yeah, it's so, a, yeah. you know, I, I totally knew this was going to be Rob's must-do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my favorite. I to- I mean, this is, there was no doubt in my mind this was going to be his, must, his number one must-do. Um, my number one must-do is going to be an interesting one for him. I don't know if he'll know that it's my must-do. Go for it. I mean, I could talk all day about mine. I'm ready for do you yours. Want, do you, do you want to keep going? No, no it's, it's I, yeah. I feel like people listening are like, I can't see these pictures, so like, can they just move on, please? Yeah. Anyway, I love PhotoPass. We love doing goofy photos. If, you're, if your family has a sense of humor, great. Nick's family does have a sense of humor, and they jumped, and I, I realized that they like to have, you know, nicer family pictures. They were good sports, and this is like the opposite end of the story from before. They were good sports and did all the goofy stuff with us, and that's kind of how we uh, sort of stretched out each other's trip. So, number one, what do you got, Nick? So you've actually talked about me turning you on to this already. My number one is day one when you arrive at the park, you got to get a popcorn bucket. If you didn't, if you go to Disney and you don't get a popcorn bucket, and you also buy popcorn, you're doing it wrong. Rob did it wrong. Rob did not get a popcorn bucket. <laughs> the reason you get a popcorn bucket, I got the paper bag. Right. The reason you get a popcorn bucket is because you get discount. Right. You get you get it refilled at at a cheaper price, and it is a souvenir. Like my kids, when we pop popcorn and watch movies, they eat it out of their popcorn buckets that we bought, and it's like, oh, this was that year. This was that year. Oh, we got that one at Hollywood Studios. We did this one this day. Um, we bought this one. And oh, we, we waited five hours for Figment for this one. Yeah, we did not do that. Um, but it's it's something that is a... It's the one thing that I can say, like the minute that you said to me, we're going to do a must-do, must-do a must-do episode, it came into my head right away. It's like, well, that's... You know, some of the other ones is like I don't know how to rank these because I have a lot of yeah, things I must. Me too. I must do. And I was the same way with the the photo pass thing. But, That's that was it. It was but, like okay, I got that. Now what are my other four? Yeah. So this is this is number one by a long shot. Me too. It's like so was mine. I mean, the other horses aren't even aren't even round in the bend yet. Agree. Um, the popcorn and I know it's something silly. I just got done talking about splurging and t- and going to different dining options. And you're you're talking about getting like a twelve dollar popcorn bucket. Like what the heck? Yeah, get the popcorn bucket. It will, especially if you have kids like mine, who while they have sweet tooths, would rather just snack on popcorn as well. Like, it is so worth it. And I will tell you, even though there's been some craziness at Disney recently with, you know, violence and just, you know, all that stuff we've talked about before, um, people are good. So when you, you have to do your parking the stroller, right? And so when you park your stroller... You know, I've been, I haven't been had a stroller with us for the last two trips, but still, I'm telling you, all we did was we just they have a little clip. You unclip the the um, the handle of the popcorn bucket. You clip it around the handle of your stroller. You park it. You leave. You come back, and your popcorn bucket's still there. Anybody could have stolen that. Nobody did. Disney still is magical. Okay, so so. I know people are getting frustrated and doing. They're not maliciously going and stealing stuff. And and maybe you have a different experience. And maybe I was just really lucky. But I'm telling you, um, the popcorn bucket is so convenient. You can, like I said, leave it on your stroller. You can hook it to your bag, either with a carabiner or just loop it around uh, a strap. Carry it with you. You go buy a popcorn stand. You fill it up for cheap, and then you can walk around, and your kids can snack on it. My daughter. 
um, is the hangriest person in the world. When she, like, we were leaving the house yesterday and we were leaving to go get food, right? So we're leaving to get food and we had to pre-feed her because she's like a gremlin. And the, and if if you know my daughter, she's the, she's a sweetheart. She really is. But if she's hungry, look out and you know it. And I'm like, do you, do you need something to eat? Do you need a granola bar? Yes. And she eats it and then all of a sudden she's joking and being hurt crazy self-speaking and random accents that are probably rude to the people who normally speak in those accents. I don't even know what accent she's using half the time. I think she makes them up. I don't care what she does, but she's funny, right? And it's hilarious. But when she's hungry, it's a problem. So this is a way for us to keep her from going over that edge because it does take, when she gets to that edge, it takes a while to bring her back. So for us, the popcorn bucket is a must-do, first day, have to buy, and you will end up saving the money in the end. So it's, like I said, it's weird because I just talked about splurging and stuff and here we are talking about something that's cheap. And I don't I don't get into the whole like specialty buckets. They're cool. Like would I use the Skyliner one? Probably because that one's kind of looks a little bit more. It's good shape too. Right. The Figment one, I'm not really sure I could use. The Millennium yeah. Falcon one's awesome. That's and I cool. Would, but I, I wouldn't use it for popcorn. Just a regular old popcorn bucket. It's, There's one more selling point that you haven't said yet. I was waiting for you to say, and you haven't. So when we got popcorn, I think it was the first day we were there in Magic Kingdom. Okay. And I gave my son money, and he ran over to get popcorn. You remember this? And then I oh, think yeah. your wife and maybe your son met him over there. Yeah, this is for fireworks. Yeah, yeah. so I'm not sending my young son off on his own. Like, yeah. <laughs> Nick's wife well, is over that, there, too. I mean, he's not that young either. Yeah, he's... he's He's old enough to... Yeah, he's in middle school. Yeah. So um, he, he was fine. So he went over, used his magic band, and came back, and we started eating our popcorn. The one thing that the popcorn bucket has, you know what I'm going to say, started raining. Oh, and yeah. guess what happened to that that paper bag of popcorn? Oh, yeah, yeah. I had to put it inside my raincoat, and we had to, like, dig inside my raincoat yeah. and eat the popcorn. So it's also plastic, so yeah. you, it rains a lot, especially Does in... It does? <laughs> ah, I didn't know that. Depends on what time of year you're there, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, that's our my number one. So I, I was thinking on the way over, we've been doing this thing where we've been talking about, like, either honorable mentions or dishonorable mentions. So I want to know. This is actually, I'm putting you on the spot here, sure. and I don't know if this actually exists in your head. Sure. So we just did the top five must-dos. Is there a, is there something that you would say, just don't do this. Mm-hmm. There is. Yeah, we talked about it last week, and that is the uh, the mission space ride. Okay, you all know, right. That's that's a do not do. I could probably come up with one for every park if I have to. Really? Okay. Yeah. So that's a don't do. Yeah, a don't do. Do you have one? Um, for me, <laughs> it's less about uh, it's less about the um, park or the um, even the resort, and more about the travel down. And that is, like, do not um, plan to definitely have everything go right. Because yeah, well, that's true. travel to and from Disney at this point has gotten pretty bad because of, you know, staffing concerns. And, and I'll, there's, I won't name them because it's not worth it. But there's an airline that, I, that is my, on my don't do list oh, that yeah. I won't use because they changed every single flight every single time I book a flight so i don't do that i think we have I think, two on that list now. yeah so i think actually though at the park 
if I was forced to pick something that's a don't do or I can't do or I think please, you, we should call it must skip. Must skip. Okay, must skip. A must skip for me is you must skip two things. One, we've already talked about it today, the turkey leg. Must skip. And the other thing that you must skip is you also must skip any ride that's going to ruin your day. So what I mean by that is... Well, that's mission yeah, space for yeah. me. So, so you know yourself. Everybody here knows themselves. Do, if you're cool in mission space, do it. If you're not, don't. Because you don't force yourself because somebody talks you into it. You know, Rob and I rode uh, the teacups. The, the teacups. I was and just that's thinking on our that. must. That's on our must skip normally. But it's on a must skip if you're not if you're if you're spinning it. And Rob and I are both like, don't freaking move. That we thing. sat down and we're making like angry faces at each other because we were worried that the other one was going to try to be funny and spin yeah. it. Yeah. So we're like staring each other down. Yeah. My wife has a great video of of our kids spinning it like crazy. Yeah. Our sons. And then the camera pans over, and it's Nick and I just, like, <laughs> staring at yeah. each other like, I am not going to get sick. Yeah. That, so, yes, you must skip anything that could potentially, right. and we were okay, and also it was, like, late at night. It wasn't a big deal. So if we if we got goofy or woozy, we could have went home. Yeah. But I do have another one I just thought of that I don't know why it didn't come to my mind. You must skip Hollywood Brown Derby. It is the most underwhelming meal I've had on property. But one of the most talked about restaurants at Hollywood I, Studios. I don't get it. Well, there's not very many much dining at Hollywood Studios. But, yeah, that's true. But Until they put in Pizza Planet. <laughs> I wish. I um, we need to say that as much as yeah. possible. So, yeah, I, I I, don't have a lot of must-skips, but, but you know that... I have one more. Go ahead. And I talked about it on our last trip. I did this by myself, just, and I got the whole thing on video just to prove a point. There is one experience that I call the endless queue. The queue, it you walk into the queue, you keep walking, you're still in the queue, and then you walk out of the queue and you're out of the ride. And that is the Swiss Family Robinson oh, Treehouse. Oh my God, you did that by yourself? I did it by myself. And so there, it was like you and a bunch of seven-year-olds? No, it was like there was a, a couple other families, but they were going really slow. Oh my and God. I just wanted to walk through it. So I'm like, this is like the world's longest queue because it just keeps going and going and going. Anyway, yeah. not so, a fan of so it. Yeah. I, I'll just add, because we are getting a little long here, but I just want to add that my son had just read the book the first time we went, and so we did it. We got off. He goes, okay, we can skip that now because it's that bad. Even your son says it's a must yeah. skip. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, you know, this has, been a, this has been a really good one. I really enjoyed this particular uh, episode. And it's, it really has been a, a good time telling you our must-dos. And it really isn't one of those ones where we got into arguments, which is nice. It was one where we just kind of say, this is what we think. Um, and it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. And tomorrow's just a list away. And tune in next time, and we'll see you real soon. <laughs>